0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kim and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 13, 2013. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 160, starting with the second full paragraph, many a man yet days from his hospital experience. Today's readers are... For the steps, Philomena. Traditions, Nancy T. And then for the text, it'll be Michelle, Julie, Sharon, and Fran. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, November 12th, is 5445. That's 5445. Our OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope can recover through absence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Philomena to read
1: our 12 steps. Good morning, Vision for you and Kim. Uh, My name is Philomena, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. Praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass.
2: Thank you, Philomena. And I will now ask Nancy T to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Kim. This is Nancy, grateful, recovering, compulsive overreader. Uh, the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 160, that second full paragraph, Many a Man, Yet Dazed from His Hospital Experience. I will ask Michelle to begin reading.
3: Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Vision, for you. This is Michelle H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Missouri. Many a man, yet dazed from his hospital experience, has stepped over the threshold of that home into freedom. Many an alcoholic who entered there came away with an answer. He succumbed to that gay crowd inside who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his. Impressed by those who visited him at the hospital, he capitulated entirely when later, in an upper room of this house, he heard the story of some man whose experience closely tallied with his own. The expression on the faces of the women... That indefinable something in the eyes of the men, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place conspired to let him know there was haven at last and um, while well, this paragraph is um, is just full of um, of what of the experience of what happens um, stepping over the threshold of that home um, into freedom what happens when we find the solution when you know, the message has been carried, and we enter in, you know, willingly uh, to to this experience. And so, you know, this Vision for You chapter um, is describing that there's people, you know, they're talking about early on in this, um, uh, you know, this movement, um, this spiritual solution, this answer to the problem for the alcoholic, and for me as a compulsive overeater, um, people started opening their homes. Um, the same way we all open our hearts to each other. And this was a place where people could come um, and find others who had recovered and were carrying the message. And the experience for this man that they're describing, you know, he was just coming out from under his anesthesia. He was still a little dazed from his hospital experience where he'd been separated from his substance, and like me, separated from, from my substance that had me anesthetized. And then meeting these people, who were willing to share the solution, you know, the common solution. And upon entering, um, it says he succumbed to that gay crowd inside. Another meaning is surrendered, you know, willingness, letting go of that resistance. And and he was watching them and looking at them and seeing that, you know, they could laugh at their own misfortunes, but they understood. There was an understanding there like nobody else could have for him and he was impressed by those who visited him at the hospital, but when did he completely surrender, capitulated, completely surrender, entirely? That makes me think about step one. It was later when he heard another person's story who had an experience that was very close to his, very closely corresponding to his, and and we know that that's what carries depth and weight, and that nothing, um, you know, nothing can be accomplished. Um, it tells us in the um, you know page eighteen that the ex problem drinker who' recovered, who has found this solution, um, is, who is properly armed with facts about himself, uh, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. and it says until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished and that's what this man was experiencing. Um, he was experiencing that kind of of um, depth and weight, um, and then it goes on to say that, you know, what else, that indefinable something in, in the eyes of the people there, it was stimulating, electric. Um, why was that? Because these people had had a spiritual awakening, and the message was um, that God had entered into their heart, a spirit of the universe. They had been transformed, and they were carrying that same love. And it says that all these things, um, all of this conspired together to let him know that here was a haven at last, and, and haven is a place of refuge, safety. Um, but it reminds me that it's one letter short of hate of heaven, um, you know, a place where we experience that unconditional love um, from our Creator, and that's what this man was experiencing. That's what that's what I also experienced. Um, that I had found and was being shared, this common solution. There is a solution. There is an answer. Uh, When you crossed that threshold, when I crossed that threshold, there was an answer. And, you know, on page 17, we are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship of friendliness and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. And it goes on to say um, that the the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution, um, that that solution is a spiritual awakening um, as, as experienced by working these steps. And so um, upon entering and crossing the threshold and capitulating entirely, surrendering, you know, step one, and he knows he's found a place, um, a camaraderie, a place of understanding, love, that's going to get him the same results as these folks, um, to be recovered, uh, to, to have a transformation in their life. And he's found it, and that brings much, much hope. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Michelle.
0: And who would like to share on the paragraph just read? Nancy. I heard Nancy and I heard Sally. Did I hear someone else? Okay, we'll go Nancy and then Sally.
2: Thank you, Kim. Good morning, everybody. This is Nancy, um, Composable Reader in Lewiston, Idaho. I really like that paragraph. A couple of things that went through my uh, mind as she was reading. You know, I remember my first um, OA experience was kind of different for most people in that. Um, I heard about OA from another fellowship, and when I started to look for OA, there was no OA in my town none at all and in fact the closest meeting was a couple of hours away or better and so um, someone um, challenged me and they said well don't you start a meeting and I had been in this other fellowship for quite a few years and I thought well Why not? And anyway, I called um, World Service, and I asked them what would I do, and they sent me some stuff, so I started a meeting. So what I missed was walking into that room of recovered compulsive overeaters and having them basically welcome me and explain everything to me. So I was kind of green other than my experience in another fellowship. But as she was reading, I realized that the experience I had of um, joining into a group of compulsive readers who had found the solution and was recovered was when I dialed into this meeting. What I heard when I first dialed in, because I'm your compulsive early person everywhere, I'm always at least 10 minutes early everywhere, so I heard a group of people discussing, laughing, talking, sharing, enjoying each other. They were happy. I heard happiness. I didn't see it in their eyes, but I heard it in their voices.
4: And then when the
2: meeting started, I heard a solution. Now, mind you, at this time, I had struggled in and out. I never never got the program, but I had never, ever gone to the book. I mean, I had all these other formats and things for working through the steps, but none of them, you know, I like the the phrase, start at the face page and turn right one page at a time. I would never done that before, and that's exactly what this group of people here was doing. And um, it just so happened that when I called in, they were just starting over. At the very beginning, I went, wow. And what I heard was the solution. And what I heard, the thing that drew me, I didn't understand everything they were reading. I really didn't. Even though I had been in another fellowship, I had never been able to apply it to my food addiction. And so what I heard in this group was the solution. I heard it, and it wasn't, you know, you can always tell the difference between when somebody is just talking the talk and when somebody's walking the walk. And what I heard in the voices of the people that shared the solution was that they were walking the walk. They meant what they were saying. It was not just lip service. And that's a lot of what I had heard before in the face-to-face meetings was a lot of lip service. And... um, so I am so grateful. It was, you know, I, I just hear it. Every time somebody shares or reads a paragraph in the big book and then shares on it, I hear the solution. And I am so grateful for that because now I actually get to start applying that solution in my life. I have found a spiritual experience. I just texted somebody yesterday and I said, I am so happy. And they said, well, that's good. What happened? And I said, Nothing. I go, that's it. I'm just happy in life. And that is a direct result of following the instructions outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that I heard shared in this group of people. And I will never, ever, ever um, stop being grateful for that because my life is beyond my wildest dreams today, no doubt about it. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you, everybody, for being here. It reminds me that I am not alone. So with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Sally, you're up. Thank you, Kim. Good morning Envision vision for you. It's Sally, Recovered Compulsive overeater in South Jersey. I'm going to just uh, start with this line here. Impressed by those who visited him at the hospital, he capitulated. The word capitulated means that he gave up resistance. He capitulated entirely when later in an upper room of this house, he heard the story of some men whose experience closely tallied with his own. It goes on to say, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place conspired, worked together to let him know that here was haven at last. And yes, when I read this and I saw this word haven, the word haven has many uh, definitions, but for me... It's a sanctuary, a haven is a sanctuary. Here was a sanctuary at last. Yes, it just reverberates in my mind that this was vision for you, for me. Less than two years ago, when I first was, uh, went back to an O.A. meeting and someone came over to me and um, scribbled a telephone number on a piece of a scrap of a piece of paper and put it in my hands and folded my fingers over it and said, Sally, call this number. I had no idea that they were sending me to a haven. Finally, I was to find a sanctuary. And you know what? I found the telephone meeting that finally shed this, this flashlight on this book and the solution that is found in this instruction manual of these 164 pages. Of course, I was at first shocked. How could this possibly be? OA has always been for me the last house on the block. And what I found out was that in OA, on the last house on the block, in the backyard was this tent called A Vision for You where people were studying this big book, a big book that I carried for many years in my car and in a pouch that I, you know, once in a while would pull out and look at the stories, but I had no idea that there was an instruction manual. But now I finally found... This sanctuary, this haven, I finally found out after so long that I had what exactly I had because I still couldn 't figure it out what exactly was this this trick you know to this going to three meetings a week or making three phone calls a day and and I was willing to do all these things and i was I was even abstinent for five years back to back white knuckling it, albeit but I was abstinent, but I had no idea that there was the allergy component, and so That was the, arresting the allergy was the accident portion of my program. Putting the food down and putting this dragon within me to sleep once and for all and not playing with its tail, tapping on its nose, playing with its fur on the top of its head. This dragon that lived within me, this allergy that was in me, I finally put it to sleep knowing that's just a portion of what's going on here. Never did I get that. And then, to learn the mental obsession and understand why, even after putting the food down for long stretches of time, why I was still tortured in my thinking, why I was still obsessed because I had the, 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 the graver aspect of my disease. And so here I come, my chemo. This is my chemo. This is because I know what my disease is now, finally, thank God because of the sanctuary that I have found, the haven that I have found in the vision for you. I know what my disease is. I know what my medicine is. And I come every morning to a vision for you. And I come with bells on my toes to come and learn. And yeah, I go back to OA. I go back because somebody came back for me. And so I go back for others to to bring a scrap of paper and shove it in somebody's hands with a phone number. And... I'm just so grateful, yes, to O.A., because I never would have found the tent in the backyard of O.A., the last house on the block. I'm very grateful. Thanks for letting me share with that, I guess. Thank you, Sally. And who else would like to comment on the paragraph that's read?
4: Leah. This is Bella, can I share?
0: I heard Leia and I heard Bella. Was there anybody else in there? Philomena. Okay. So we're going to go Leah...
5: Then Bella, then Philomena. Go okay. ahead, Thank you so much, you. Kim, for your service. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I wanted to speak on the expression on the faces of the women, that indefinable something in the eyes of the men, the stimulating an electric atmosphere of the place, conspired to let them know that there was haven at last. Um, obviously, they're talking about, you know, the development of... Uh, the fellowship here. The fellowship was born out of the program of recovery. And there is an electricity um, in the atmosphere when recovered people gather. Um, you know, an atmosphere is uh, an attitude, a mood, a, a feeling in the environment. And, and certainly, you know, if you've had that opportunity um, and the phone line is perhaps a sample of that, of what it's like to be in an atmosphere of hope, in an atmosphere of possibility. Um, you know, there is a buzz in the air, an electricity in the air, and, uh, you know, maybe you can sense it on the line. It is the buzz of freedom. It is, you know, having been um, in the heat of hell And uh, through implementing these steps and through cooperating with a God of each of our understanding, being released from those gates of hell and walking the planet, a free man or woman, um, you know, I don't think we come to the line, you know, with... uh, Certainly, we don't come to the line, you know, with any um, premeditated theatrics or, you know, you might find some of our episodes slightly entertaining. But we come here to share a message of hope, you know, that this is about the raising of the dead. You know, I had been enslaved by compulsive overeating. These men and women had been enslaved by alcoholism. How could they rise up out of a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? That is not a common experience, but it is our common experience. That the implementation of these steps has allowed for our release from hell. And this is not about just a uh, temporary uh, respite from the substances which trigger us. This is about salvation. This is about God doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. This is the electricity. And a lot of things offer this electricity. Retreats offer this electricity. Conventions can offer the electricity. This meeting might offer you that electricity. But the, it's that atmosphere that supports what's going on individually. Individually, we're each working those 12 steps in our own personal lives. That's the whole point. The whole point of this kind, creating this kind of atmosphere, which is a natural result of being recovered, is, you know, to encourage you and the still suffering compulsive overeater to also implement these steps. You know, I always like to say, you know, uh, in my old uh, face-to-face meeting, when newcomers would call me as the contact person and they would ask which room in the church is the meeting located, and I would say just follow the laughter just follow the laughter and that will be the OA meeting they were shocked but it was true when you have a group of recovered people come together it is a message of despair to triumph we used to be in despair now we're in triumph we used to be hopeless now there is hope and with that I pass thanks thank you
0: Leah Bella it's your turn
4: Thank you Kim. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella and I am a thankful recovery compulsive overreader. Thank you, Kim, for leading this meeting and thank you everybody that is on the line. Wow, I like this paragraph the expression on the faces what a miracle, what a freedom the reflection the the expression on the on the faces is a reflection of what I feel in the heart. And this is what I feel. It's a miracle that that's it. Thank God I don't have to live in a mask anymore. I don't have to, to put, to, to live a way that I don't want to. Thank God that I don't have to prove to nobody my existence. It's a freedom in my mind. It's a freedom in what I feel Thank God that I can be happy with what I am, with what I can offer. Thank God that I am not alone anymore. I am a social person. I like the people. I want to be with the people. And everything because it, here was heaven. Yes, for me, heaven is a spiritual growth. Thank God I am a human and I live 24 hours, seven days a week, connected to God. Yes, I am connected to God. I am here not to prove my smartness, my money, my education. I am here to be an agent to God, to listen to God's voice 24 hours, what God is expecting from me. What God wants for me now to do. What's a freedom. I don't have to do what I want to do. I don't have to show what I can do. What I, am, I, what I can control. That's it. It's enough from those days. Now I can live in peaceful mind. I live in a haven. In a spiritual growth. Yes, I am a human and I I am not perfect. I look for progress, and I am here to be an agent to God. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank
0: you, Bella. Philomena, you're next.
1: Thank you, Kim, for your service. Um, my name is Philomena, I've recovered compulsive overeater physically and mentally today. Um, I like this part where it says, has stepped over the threshold of the home into freedom. And that happened for me, um, it'll be four years when I walked into my first OA meeting. And I I really felt that I had a new way of learning how to live. I did hear uh, recovery in my meeting and freedom. Um, but what I have entered, uh, who entered there came away with an answer. There was many questions uh, for me and i i thought i i thought i knew it all i thought i was hearing it all and uh you know i really had this energy to help others i always have and you know started started a meeting in my area and all that and and you know i just realized that um i didn't have all the answers and it's okay that the meeting failed because i wasn't ready i had the right heart but i wasn't ready to uh to do all that because I didn't have the information, all the information. And by being on this line, it's okay because I I heard a lot of people for many years that've been in OA that you know, they found, they didn't have the answer either and they came and as soon as the big book came into their life and line for line, that's when God will give you the clear-cut directions. So, I am so grateful for this meeting that someone led me to this meeting. I am so grateful for that because um uh I my spirit was my holy spirit was telling me be quiet and listen and you will learn before, for your benefit and to help others and that's exactly what happened and I am I have so much gratitude in my heart for a big book meeting or any big book meeting for that matter but the one part that I wanted to read was also um an electric atmosphere of a place conspired to let him know that here was a haven at last. And, and, um, haven, you know, like, like it was already said, that there's many, 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 um, uh, definitions shelter, retreat, harbor, sanctuary, a place of safety and refuge. And, and I have that right here in my bedroom, in my, in my comfortable chair in my pajamas. That's what I've gotten for. It'll be two years that I'm listening to this meeting. And uh, my sponsor that I found reached out from this phone line and, and reached out her hand to me and has sponsored me through all the steps. I'm now in 10. And yesterday she said to me, you have to stretch yourself now. Now is the time for you to stretch yourself to others. And now I feel like I have... Uh, this information, because on page 153 it says, our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many we are sure will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still others, sick ones, and fellowship of alcoholic anonymous may spring up to each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. And now I just thank God that um, he has put miracles in my life and blessings in my life and, yes, um, gave me a miracle through my son. And I am seeing now people being touched by my son's story that God is, used my son Anthony to bring people to him. And I am part of that miraculous miracle. And I am so grateful to... Uh, just sit back and say to God every day, "Okay, God, who do you want me to help today?" In, uh, and I will be a vessel for you. And that's exactly what's happened. And I just want to thank the person that reached that told me about this meeting, because this meeting is when I took the book off the shelf and opened it. And thank you so much for hearing me. God bless you all. Bye. Thank you, Philomena. And let's move on
0: to the next paragraph, Julie. Oh, this is Rochelle, okay, we'll have Rochelle, and then, Julie, we're going to have you start the next paragraph. Hi. Real
6: real fast. Thank you.
3: Uh, I think there's a typographical error where it says haven. I think the problem is it's missing an E.
0: It should be H-E-A-V-E-N. That's it. Thank you. I pass. Thanks, Rochelle. Julie, can you read the next paragraph?
2: Yes. Hi, this is Julie, a recovered compulsive overeater in California. The very practical approach to his problem. The absence of intolerance of any kind, the informality, the genuine democracy, the uncanny understanding which these people had were irresistible. He and his wife could have sorry he and his wife could leave elated by the thought of what they could do now for some stricken acquaintance and his family. They knew they had a host of new friends. it seemed they had known these strangers always they had seen miracles. And one was to come to them. They had vision the great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator. You know, um, I've shared this before. I've had so many big books, but I never knew what they said. I read it, but I never understood it. And, you know, the very first line, the very practical approach, I mean, that's, for me, that is so important because that means it's real. It's gonna work. It's not this convoluted um, thing I would go to the doctor for. You know, I need to lose 150 pounds. Give me a pill. Um, That wasn't real um, because that next line when it talks about approach to his problems, it's plural. You know, it's not about the food, but yeah, you got to put the food down. It's about life. And I'll never forget the first OA meeting I went to. In 1981, I was just looking to get thin, but I did happen to, to go into a big book meeting, and I saw these women who were at a healthy body weight. They were reading this book, um, and they were happy, and they, were, they weren't sharing the mess. They were sharing the recovery. And um, I walked out of there going, that was not what I expected. I just wanted to be handed this gray sheet thing I had heard about and um, lose weight because I had a wedding to go to. But what I got was um, something that now I can look back, it was like that first indoctrination of what the truth was, what was real, what was approachable, what was going to last forever. And um, it's exciting because then I I stumble into a vision for you And I got that first meeting when I hung up from the phone. I was elated because I could hear their truth. I could hear what was really going on in people's lives. I could hear that. They didn't talk about how much weight they lost. It was just a matter of fact that they were abstinent. but They were trying to be a better mother, wife, father, uh, employer, employee. And... um, This is such a practical approach. It's such a real, simple, easy program. And every morning when I call in, or not call out, I listen to it at 4 a.m. in the morning, I get to hear the same message over and over. And it's almost like the word consistent could have been in there. And I have friends now that I've had um, since, you know, 2003 from this program that are there for me, no matter what time of day it is. If it's in the middle of the night, they'll pick up the phone. So it's, you know, this is a miracle. And um, that last sentence, they had vision, the great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator. Another thing, I always believed in God, but I didn't know God. I didn't know my creator. I didn't know my great spirit. And, um, now, my great spirit has a name, and it's something that um I work on every day, and I get to see it in all of you when you share. So I am just very excited to be on this um practical approach because okay. that means it's not going to go away because it's real. So thank you for letting me share. I'll pass. Thank you, Julie. And who Can you would
0: like to come to the page will while in the reading. I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you tell me what page we're on in the reading? Um, we're on page 160, the last paragraph, the very practical approach. And who would like to comment on this paragraph this rest? This is Sharon. This is... Paula. May I comment? Oh. Okay, I heard Sharon and I heard Paula. Did I miss somebody? I heard a lot of background noise. Okay, so we'll go Sharon and then Paula.
7: Okay. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. And I welcome everyone out on the line this morning, and um, this is Sharon H. in Colorado, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, as a result of listening to this program now going into my second year. And I just uh, kind of broke down this uh, paragraph um, that we just read, the very practical approach and I am just so grateful because that's exactly what I received uh, from the time I started listening. And um, I when I started listening, they were in the doctor's opinion. And so that line by line approach of helping me understand what I had not understood or was willing to accept, that, you know, I did have this uh, physical allergy as a body that was never going to be different. And then this obsession of the mind that caused me to just have this um, very unreal, unrealistic attitude towards life and, and what I expected of myself and expected of others. And I had heard someone on this line, I'll never forget, who shared that she had been in OA about 30 years, which is about the same time I had been in. And now was coming to understand through this line-by-line approach of the big book that um, she finally understood um, the seriousness and the factual information regarding her disease and then moved forward into the solution. So I was so grateful for that. And then the um, um, the problem, you know, the obsession of the mind, that was mine too. I didn't know how to live life. I um, I lived either... Uh, very irrationally or very uh, consumed by my emotions and both of them, neither one of them worked and they always fueled my addiction back to the food. And then the informality, the fact that they just stay focused on this book and what this book offers and, and I sit at my kitchen table every morning with my little notebook and the book, make notes and I am just so grateful um, to all of you that have uh, been on the pages of this notebook because of the things that you have shared that have just really hit home with me. And then the informality, you know, I mean, there's the structure, and yet it's, there's the informality, that, that sense of uh, comfortability on this line, uh, even uh, having the privilege of knowing so many people now all over the country that I had never known. And then the democracy, which is what this uh, foundation of this program is built on, you know, under 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 the authority of the God who we understand that is going to change our lives, transform our mind, and heal our bodies and all of those things. And uh, so, you know, I have seen and heard miracles on this line, and by God's grace, I'm becoming one of them. One came, you know, came to me too. And uh, the vision of the great reality uh, for me is that uh, I will, by God's grace and going through this book the way uh, I am doing it, I will be able to stay stopped. And that was never my reality. That was never my experience. And and then becoming, as a result of that, just coming to a much deeper uh, relationship with this loving and powerful creator of us all. And so I thank you all on the line. I thank you all for your service. And
8: with that, I pass. Thanks, Kim.
7: Thanks, Karen. And Paulie,
0: you're
8: next. Thank you, Kim. This would be Paula, Recovered Compulsive over Rita. You know, I wanted to look at that word, irresistible. What is irresistible? I couldn't resist anymore. What I saw. And the amazing part is it wasn't just while you were there. It's not just when I'm on the line. I don't hang up the phone. And that's it. It's irresistible. The voices, the joy, what is shared here? Life-changing experiences. What happened to them? Irresistible. And what does it say? He and his wife would leave elated. You bet. You bet. Elated is brought higher. Circumstances often are what they are. They can't be changed. But yet it says elated by the thought. Of what they could could now do. That's it. Not even for themselves. For some stricken acquaintance and his family. Wow. And yeah, a host of friends. Bill talks often about that. A host of new friends. It seemed they had known these strangers always. What united them? This disease united them. And then God himself. They had visioned. They saw. A vision for you. The great reality, finally, not living in the make believe anymore. Their loving and all powerful creator. I'd like to turn around and just for one moment go to the back of the book, the last reward that was given. I won't do the whole thing, not that it's not worth reading. But it says historians may one day recognize Alcoholics Anonymous to have been a great venture in social pioneering, which forged a new instrument for social action, a new therapy not known before, based on what? The kinship of common suffering? Yes. That's what brought us together. That's our close connection. One having a vast potential. For the married other ills of mankind, go anywhere, any place With your God, you can. Supernatural, may I say, it has to be. Natural wouldn't do it for me. And it says for all, it must be supernatural. And that is God himself. Thank you for allowing me to share. That I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. And who else would like to comment on the paragraph read? This is
1: Larissa. This
0: is yes, Katie. Okay, I heard I think I heard Larissa. I heard Katie. And is there someone else in there? This is Janice. Okay, so we have Larissa, Katie, and then Janice. Good morning everyone. This is Larissa. I'm a grateful recovered of over here in New York. Um so grateful to be on this line. Uh the the what's coming out for me, um is is this reminder of what it was like um, when I was given the gift of desperation and I heard people speaking from the precise instructions of the first 100 recovered alcoholics for the first time in an OA space. And I had never heard anything like it in my life. I had heard big book numbers. I had heard amazing big book teachers that were brought in by my intergroup over the course of time. I had heard people at regional conventions. But there was something about... Each and every person sharing on that line that was like this beacon of light and hope of who the hell are these people? I want what they've got. Like every cell in my body said, I want that. I want that. I want that. What do I have to do to get that? Um, I'm so grateful for for the voices on the line that gave me that freedom back in um November of two thousand and ten and and since I was taken through these steps, I have not had the wish need, or desire to turn to food as my coping mechanism for life and that is after years and years and years and years in the o a rooms using it as a diet club and a support group, and taking what I wanted and leaving the rest and, um, and literally you know
1: living in self or self centeredness within the rooms, uh, it is just miraculous to me that the the blinders were removed from my eyes and I get to
0: understand the precision of these instructions and what it is to live a life of sane and happy usefulness. Um, The other thought that comes up from what was just shared, it's our common problem that brings us together, but what binds us, and I believe we're taught about this in either one of the forwards or in um, to to the editions, but what binds us is the common solution. And... um, you know, cause there's a reference to us being like survivors of a, of a, a, a shipwreck, and um, but it really is the solution that binds us together, and because we're we have a common goal, which is to help others, and um, it, it is uh, it is not to be missed for those that are still suffering or struggling. It is this is such a simple, practical, spiritual program of action. It is not hard it is precise and logical and it works without exception you know these promises come if we work for them and it's as simple as following direction and the promises will come into our lives thanks so much for letting me
5: share
1: thank you Larissa Katie you're next Katie hit star 1 to unmute Okay, good morning, this is Katie, a
0: recovery people collaborator in Virginia. And um, I just wanted to focus on this first um, sentence. The very practical approach to his problems, the absence of intolerance of any kind, the informality, the genuine democracy, the uncanny understanding which these people had were irresistible. And you know, my first um, years in a I wasn't able to tap into any of that because I wasn't willing to tell the truth. I wasn't willing to be honest about what was going on in my life, and I thought that this program wasn't very practical because I thought I was unique, and I thought that my situation was so different than everybody else's that um, it couldn't possibly work. So under all circumstances, I didn't think that I could stay abstinent no matter what. And, you know, that willingness had to come. And then once that willingness came and I was able to, you know, dig down deep and get rid of all this, um, these lies that I had told myself and all these um, the things that had to come out in my fourth step, once I got past all that, which is where we are, this is a vision for you, we've already worked through all the steps, Um you know, then I can tap into this unbelievable resource of people who can help me with any possible thing that comes up in life. And if they can help me, they um, will at least encourage me and remind me of everything that I've already gone through, and that surely if I got, went through all of that stuff already, then God's going to take me through the next thing that's uh, in my horizon. So, um, you know, this understanding and and this genuine democracy and all of these things, um, they're there for every one of us. And we, you know, all we have to do is show up. And And, you know, I'm willing to listen to whatever someone has to share and I'm willing to offer my experience, strength, and hope. But I, too, am willing to share when I am uh, not sure what I'm doing or I'm having a bad day. And the honesty and open-mindedness and willingness that uh, God has given me, um, you know, is is really the foundation for being able to see what I couldn't see before, which is... um, that I am not that unique and that uh, God can can fix even a nutcase like me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. And Janice, you're next. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. The very practical approach to his problems the absence of intolerance of any kind, the informality, the genuine democracy, the uncanny understanding. You know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I'm thinking you might be because you showed up here. You showed up here. You know, one of the most beautiful things that that I read in the OA
2: literature
0: was this statement. It is our weakness, not our strength, that binds us to each other and to a higher power and gives us the ability to do what we could never do alone. It is our weakness, not our strength. Let me tell you, if I had been strong enough, I would not have come here. I would not have come here, but I would have missed something so precious and so beautiful, because I couldn't accept my weakness. Now this is a disease of isolation, and it had isolated me in my thinking Thinking, thinking, thinking that one more time, if I just tried hard enough, I could conquer this problem. But what I found here was the very thing they're describing a very practical approach to my problems. Because I was utterly bewildered at where life had taken me. And my problems had piled up and became astonishingly difficult to solve. But what I didn't know was what I found here is that you showed me. And as we studied this book, I could identify that I was like you, that I too had this disease, this twofold disease, this allergy of my body that was never going to change. I was always going to have this physiological reaction. But what I didn't know is that the obsession of my mind ensured that I would destroy myself, that I would pick up again and again, and again. And what was I going to do with that? What was I going to do with that? What I was going to do with that was this very practical approach that you showed me. Put the food down, become abstinent, and then work these steps. That was the practical approach. And that I was going to gather with my fellows, and you all were going to share yourself with me, and I was going to share myself with you, and it was going to give me solutions that I couldn't think of by myself, was going to give me a way out that I could never do alone. And it was going to give me a connection that I had never had with people who were like me and who needed to do the same things I needed to do in order to experience this greater reality, this higher power. The great reality is deep within, it says. And I was going to find that with your help. And I was like... This book says, it seemed they had known these strangers always. The connection went deep because we all shared that common problem and we were all united in a common solution. And I love this big book. It leaves no stone unturned. It leaves no place where it doesn't touch. It talks to the wives. It talks to the employers. It talks to the family afterwards. It shows all of us that once we work the beginning part of these first 164 pages that applies to me as the recovering person, it also shows me how every part of my life will experience the miracle. Every part of my life. That there are places for me to now touch other people through my own experience. If I want to keep this thing... If I want to stay in this recovered place, then I can carry the message. And do I want to? You bet. Because it ensures immunity for me. It ensures that the disease will not sneak in around the edges, under the, under the door, and capture my thinking once again. It keeps me in that place of peacefulness and serenity and comfort and encouragement with you with you, and it ensures that every time I carry this message, I get to keep what you have so generously given me. And with that, I'll pass. This is Kaya. Hi, it's time to close the meeting. I'm sorry if you can come. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Fran, will you please read a vision for you with our book is meant to be suggestive only.
6: Yes. Good morning. This is Fran. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order.